The Old Testament reading for the 10th Sunday after Trinity is from Jeremiah chapter 7, beginning at the 11th verse. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all you men of Judah who enter these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your deeds, and I will let you dwell in this place. Do not trust in these deceptive words. This is the temple of the Lord. This is the temple of the Lord. The temple of the Lord. For if you truly amend your ways and your deeds, if you truly execute justice one with another, if you do not oppress the sojourner, the fatherless or the widow, or shed innocent blood in this place, if you do not go after other gods to your own harm, then I will let you dwell in this place, in the land that I gave of old to your fathers forever. Behold, you trust in deceptive words to no avail. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, make offerings to Baal, and go after other gods that you have not known? And then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered, only to go on doing all these abominations. Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes. Behold, I myself have seen it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the, of the Lord. Amen. Keep me as the apple of your eye, Hide me in the shadow of your wings. From your presence let my vindication come. Let your eyes behold the right. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 beginning at the first verse. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge, 
according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. This is the, the word of the Lord. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Word that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will be set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you, because you did not know the time of your visitation. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of, this, of the people were seeking to destroy him. But they did not find anything they could do, for all the people were hanging on his words. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Through toil and tribulation and tumult of her war, she waits the consummation of peace forevermore, till with the vision glorious her longing eyes are blessed, and the great church victorious shall be the church at rest. These words of Samuel Stone truly speak of the reality of what it's like to be the church, to be the faithful here on this side of that veil of tears, to have to go through each day in this sinful world. Toil and tribulation. Schisms rent asunder. Heresies come against her. War. Tumult. Weeping. Weeping. 
weeping as we wait for that day, for the consummation of the peace that we now have in Christ. Like the saints before us, we cry out, how long? How long must we wait? We know the things that make for peace. But we do not see them yet with physical eyes. At least not as we look out into the world. We wait. And so the Lord stood over Jerusalem that day. As he rode in to Jerusalem on a donkey, the shouts of triumph, praise, and glory from the crowds now turned into the weeping of the very Son of God. He stood over the city that should have received him, but instead had rejected him. The Sadducees, Pharisees, and elders plotted that they might see him killed. They didn't know. They didn't believe. Those things which he had done and taught, that which he would do in that city in just mere days, those things that would make for peace. A peace lasting and eternal. A peace for tortured consciences with the forgiveness of sins. A peace from death and devil, reconciliation with God. This is that peace which we wait for, which we have now, and yet look to the day when it will be fully and completely revealed. Now there's actually a theme of peace that runs through really the entirety of the Gospel of Luke. It begins as Zechariah sings at the birth of John the Baptist. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. The proclamation of John would do just this, would guide the people as the Messiah was to come. He would proclaim a message that would begin the way of peace, that would bring the people towards the coming Christ, and which would culminate truly in Christ's own journey to Jerusalem. The angels themselves would proclaim this to the shepherds in the fields that day. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. 
Simeon cries out in the temple, as we do each week, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. The disciples were to bring peace to the houses which they came to when Christ sent them out in Luke chapter 10. The crowds themselves had cried out, Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. When the son of David had ridden into Jerusalem just verses before this. And finally, when Jesus comes to visit his disciples in the upper room after the resurrection, he comes in. Peace be with you. A peace which they did not know. A peace that came from cross and resurrection. Harmony between God and man. Reconciliation between creator and creation. Forgiveness won by death and resurrection. Christ had come to make these things known. These things which make for peace. The salvific work which he himself would accomplish. It is Jerusalem's rejection of this that would cause Christ to weep over them that day. He had come for his visitation. God had come. The appointed time was then that he might take up his cross and fulfill the will of the Father. And yet his own people did not know these things. They did not believe that which the word himself had proclaimed to them. They would seek to kill him, to put him to death, to get rid of him. For this, the city would be destroyed, that not even one stone would be left upon another. Peace was in their very midst at that moment, but they would not see it. Jerusalem, the very city of peace itself, rejected it. And so the Lord wept. And we, in the same way, as we look in this world around us, weep. We are truly in the night of weeping as we live in this world. There seems to be no peace as we look around us. Physical eyes look at all that is going around us in our world in the culture, in the nation, and in our very lives. And we see no peace. We see only reason to cry. Toil and tribulation. Tumult of war. 
the attacks against the church herself. For the devil does. The devil attacks the church on every side. Lies and deceptions flung as arrows that he might lead astray as many as he can. We see pain and suffering, sickness and disease, violence and hatred, knowing that this is not how things are to be. We see the symptoms of a sinful world, the very opposite of peace. And we look into our own hearts and see that sin. We see that reason there is no peace between God and man. The word comes against us and we are dashed upon the stone. When we look around us, there really is nothing else to do but weep. And yet, the time of the Lord's visitation has come. We know that there is true peace even if our very eyes deceive us. The Son of God is now incarnate. He came to the city of peace to bring healing upon his wings. He has accomplished the things that make for peace. Paul says to the Colossians, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Through him to reconcile himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. The blood that was shed upon that cross brings peace with itself. It reconciles us to God. It reconciles us one to another. It brings forgiveness and life. This he proclaimed as he lived his life on this earth. He is accomplished that which was proclaimed in the garden. The serpent's head crushed, death destroyed, sin overcome. We have victory in Christ. We have peace when there seems to be none. And this he brings to you this day. It has been proclaimed out of the mouth of his servant as your sins are forgiven in holy absolution. Peace given to you as the word is read and taught and as you are blessed at the end of this service. For the word of God does what it says. It gives what it says it will do. It comes as the water flows forth from that font. As the water fell upon your head, so do did the peace of God fall upon you that it might be yours. The Father has made you his own, dear child, that all that is his might be yours. 
the peacemaker, brings to you his very body and blood upon the altar that you might taste and see that the Lord is good. That as you partake of his body and blood, you become a partaker of Christ himself. His righteousness, your righteousness. His forgiveness, your forgiveness. His eternal life, yours. And his peace is yours. And this is a reality which changes the way we live in this life. We are truly surrounded by chaos and discord, by toil and tribulation, and yet we live life differently. Our eyes, though streaked with tears, are not fixed on this world, but rather they are set upon Christ, upon the Son and His peace, and upon that final day of consummation. We focus not on the things of this life, but rather upon the things of God. We have a joy that comes with knowing we are forgiven, a joy which shall not be taken from us. And though we mourn and weep, for we shall, we have a joy that shall not be taken from us. A joy that stands on the faith which has been given to us. A joy that stands on the reality of peace incarnate. Upon his work. Upon those things that make for peace. Knowing that they will be brought to completion. For he who began a great work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. We have the gift of the Spirit, peace that comes only with Him, that comes with His working in us in this life. This changes how we live in this life. It directs us from the things of this world and towards the things of God. We still mourn. We still weak. Tears shall still streak our eyes. We have a peace and joy that cannot be taken from us. And we know that the night of weeping shall end and the morn of song shall come. The Lord has visited his people that he might bring peace to us, a peace which the world does not understand. We know, we have the things that make for peace. That which our Lord has done. That which the church with longing eyes watches and waits for. Looking to the empty cross, or to the cross and empty tomb. Looking to the final consummation. And our longing eyes shall be blessed 
when we fully know the peace which Christ gives. Wait and watch, dear faithful, those things which make for peace. In Jesus' name, amen.